Welcome back to 1010's Podcast. This is Michael with Adam and Robbie. Robbie, did you get your vinyl wrap, bro? I got it today. Is it match? Ish. Ish? Close I, enough? I actually, when it showed up, I, I pulled it out and I looked at it. I was like, oh, fuck. This is way more matted than the other one. Because the other one's kind of more chrome. It's kind of like yeah. a satiny kind of. It's, yeah. it's, it's got a little bit more shine to it. So in the sun, it's real shiny. Yeah. And then this one's a little bit more matte, but it's got more metallic. So I'm like looking at it going, oh, damn it. And I go stand in the sun. I compare them like, okay, well, actually, I like the darker one better because it looks better in the sun. It doesn't reflect near as crappy. Darker being the one you just got? The one I just, the, actually, the full amount of the okay. one I just got. Okay. So then, I, you know, then you put them side by side in the picture under the shop lights and they're virtually identical. So that's what I was looking at. That picture of it looked the same. So I was curious if it was actually the same material or it's, if it's, it's not, pretty close. It's not actually the same. It's very close. And the, and the one that showed up today, I think, is going to look better completely spread out on the car and in direct sunlight. And I think the one that's on it now, that sample I got, I think that that looks better in the shop lights. In the shop lights because it's just it's shiny, but as soon as you put sunlight on it, it gets it's too much. Kind of it washes out almost. Yeah, if that makes any sense. So you getting geared up to do that? Did you buy any other supplies, or did you just buy the vinyl? I bought the uh, squeegee kit assembly thing. kit with the magnets and stuff. Oh I got uh, got a bunch of like alcohol to wipe the car, get all the wax off. Yep. I uh, got a heat gun because I had a rebate to Menard, so I bought a nice heat gun. Yep, you mentioned that. Um, I just got to do some body work first, and then I got fender flares coming. So as soon as those oh, show, oh man, yeah. oh that's right, I guess I got to look at those. Are those going under the vinyl? Yeah, yeah. Is that the plan? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll I'll wrap them separately and then just attach them. Okay, but they're going to the, be the, same the plan. Color. I mean, things could change. But yeah, I got body work to do. I got to fix the hole, fix the scratch. Uh, I'll probably do a better job rolling my fenders and then I cut off my bumper so I need Josh for that because if I do it blind I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super upset because I did, I did I measured it out I had I put it I put it out on there on a 240 forum and said hey does anybody have this kit and can give me these measurements and somebody goes yeah I got gotcha. you and it's like from the taillight it's seven inches down and then all the way across so I, I know where to cut yeah but it, it doesn't line <laughs> up with my my line very well so I'm scared to touch it. I need I need Josh to come cut it for me. Because if I do it myself, I'm, I know I'm not going to be happy. I get it. Unless Josh is busy, and then I'll just have to do it. Nah, Josh. Just, Josh will just, help you out. He was he was ready to come down and cut that off last year. He was, and then we got busy. He couldn't yes. do it. He'll come help you. Yep. We can finally have our sawzall party. We can. It'll Except be, it'll, it'll be a Dremel party. Yeah, as I say, it'll be very small. Intricate cuts. How long ago was that episode? My God, with the guys from, it was like Bam Margera and. It's like not even that far from being a year ago. Now at this point, was it like forties? It had it was like forty six or something yeah, like it's, that. It's a long time ago. It was maybe exactly half episodes ago, half the number of episodes ago. I just remember the picture of Bam Margera. Isn't it Bam Margera sitting yeah, on top Bam of the car Margera. with like a sawzall cutting his uh, hole in his Lamborghini? Yeah. Was it in his Lamborghini? Yeah, his, yeah glow, they, his purple glow. They want. They decided they wanted us. It was him and uh, uh, some rock Ryan star. Dunn, was it? No, 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 it was, no. It was uh, Billy Idol. Billy Idol. There you go. And they decided they that he needed a sunroof in his Gallardo, so they just like cut, cut a, a hole in it. Cut a hole in it. Madman. Because if Billy yeah. Idol says he wants a ragtop, by God, he gets a ragtop. Yeah, top. exactly. Apparently, I did not I'm know. Not, I'm not doing that. I I glued mine shut. I got to figure out what to do with mine There's when a, I put my cage in. There's a plate. Like, do you have the track? Like a full, uh, a full track? I think track? so, but I think it's all glued <sighs> in there. Oh, really? It was yeah, September I think so. 11th, 2016. What's the Just number? 
Uh, 35. 35, Robbie. That was a long time a ago. Long, that was a long fucking time ago. That's been over a year. <laughs> I accepted the fact that I'm cutting it off. I just never did it. Just been ramping up this whole time. Yep. Just getting psyched. Sawzall party, number 35. So what'd you say I have to do? Oh, what you could do is they make brackets that you just uh, completely eliminate that track. And it actually, like, I saved an inch of uh, headroom by doing that. Yeah, that's part like, of I mean, my it's, it's super concern. Si- it's super simple. And then I just glued it shut. Or, you know. 240s are super I was, short on the I inside. was almost too tall to be in Robbie's 240. I know. Well, Why are they so damn short on the inside? When the RX-7 is not much better. Mine, mine's I sitting on I can't sit stock seat rails, though. Yeah, that's that's hurting. I don't have those I'm drop the, rails. I'm on the floor. You're attached to the floor? No, 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 but I'm basically on the You've floor. You've got drop rails. Yeah. It's funny because the Omni is, like, pretty high up there, and I wish it was two or three inches higher up yet, This my the bottom of my seat, because I look like a little old grandma driving the Omni right now. It needs to be <laughs> higher up, so I have a little better, like, line of sight for autocrossing. I think there's more headroom in the Fiat with the hard top on than the RX-7 than in the RX-7 and definitely in any 240 yeah the two, I 240s don't have no why short. I don't get it sports car things man I guess so and we're not even tall no we are not tall <laughs> people at all I'm the means. shortest one of us all and and it's it was too it, I mean I don't think I fit there in a helmet if I remember right you definitely did you had to like I, yeah, I was sitting with my head cocked you know? yeah that was back when it was unsafe yeah unsafe-er Right. It's more safe now. You've got interior in your car still. Yep. I think if when I put my cage in I may I may take my headliner out finally. So that would mean I could remove the molding above the window. Oh that would that help. would help. Because that's usually the thing you hit your head on first with the helmets, that molding. Yep. But then there's gonna be a cage rail right there, so I don't think I'm going full cage. I'm gonna roll bar it though. Make it safe for my harnesses. I'm surprised being an eighties product that your headliner hasn't drooped yet in the RX-7. It has an amazing headliner in it, apparently. Because for whatever reason, it is, it's it's still in there. It's the good. one had the one in the Omni had done that, and the cage was just holding it up. She took it out. <laughs> it's yeah. out now, right? Yeah, I, okay. I was able to pull it out through the back hatch in one big piece uh, between the roll cage and the, and the roof of the car. I was able to slide it out that way, but it was a real bitch. Was there some rule that said you had to have it in there in whatever class he was in? I think in street prepared, it has to be there. Has to have a headline. But a mouse had decided that that seemed like a real cool place to hang out, and so I needed it removed to clean that out. And I sure as hell wasn't putting that back in because it was a real pain in the ass. They destroy shit. We had one in the in the tow vehicle get in the HVAC ducts in the truck and then die in there. Uh, (laughs) It's like what the fuck? This is something that we use semi regularly too. He just crawled in there and died. It's like, this is a great smell. And you're blowing it because, you know, it's the middle of summer, right? So now you're just blowing it around the inside of the cabin. I'm like, this is great. This is the most fun I've ever had. I would have. Little asshole. No matter how far away from home I was, I would have asked you to let me out. And I would have just walked. I think we had to take it apart. Because my allergies would awful. not have been okay with that. That was like. It would not have worked well for me. That was like 10 years ago. I've had that truck for a long time. Yeah, I think we had to take it apart. Or we took it to. The dealership and they took it apart. I can't remember. It was one of the two though. He's like, "Fuck this." Just call this me when it. it's taken yeah, care of. I don't want to deal with this shit. Whatever you, it costs, you it's find him. I'm paying somebody hourly to find the mouse wherever he is and just get him out and just rinse rinse the duct out, put it back in there. Let's call it a day. I don't want to have to deal with this shit. I feel sorry for that high school kid they had hired as a detail boy because he <laughs> the, was for sure the, kid the that, one that had to the do the kid that. that was a porter or a detail. Guess what? You're gonna be a mechanic today. Yep. Get to digging. Bottom of the totem pole is a real shit place to be sometimes. Especially at a dealership, man. They make you do some dumb shit. I got taped to a hoist once. 
That never, sound, never that, had that. I don't think that follows any My, OSHA protocol. The, <laughs> the owner of the well, it was just the I was standing still, but they duct taped me uh, like multiple times around the the one of the posts for a two post. Yeah. Hoist. Then the owner of the dealership like strolled through there and he just looked at me and he goes, don't even want to know and walked into the office and I yelled, I'm still on the clock. He says, I'll just check you out then. <laughs> Fuck. Damn Cut it. me down. Damn it. <laughs> Get me out of here. I may have deserved it. I don't remember. You probably did you probably deserve did. it. But when you were like, what, 19? Oh, no, I wasn't even no, that. Like I was 16. like 16, yeah, 17 you, years old. You for sure deserved it. I was. I at was, the time, I'm sure you were convinced. Nothing but no. respectful. I'm sure that's I'm what you thought. I'm not the lippy type of person. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure that's what you thought in your in your head. <laughs> 16-year-old you. Why is this happening to me? 16-year-old you. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was kind of a little shit, I'm sure. But yeah. it, it was fine. You had it coming. Yeah, hey, it's a life lesson. You learn something from it, right? Yeah, I always have an escape plan. Exactly. <laughs> Smart. You learn something. That's all that matters. So anyway, I was just curious. I saw that picture of the vinyl, and it looked like it matched, but... Uh, that's good if you're I'm, I'll re, I'll if you're good with it. The, that's all that matters. I was gonna have to redo the uh, the gas lid anyways, just because there's like a run in the clear, and you can't see it unless you put the vinyl over top. Of it, and there's kind of a now you can see it's a defined so line. You're gonna have to take it off and sand it. Yeah, I plan on doing a bunch of body work. Just I was to gonna get say why smooth. bother with the the scratch, but if that little run will oh, show up, it'll show that scratch, like crazy. I would have thought that that stuff was thick enough. It wouldn't no, matter, no. but I guess not. Well, you, you heat it up and it contours to what it's yeah, grabbing. <laughs> it'll, it'll actually accentuate your flaws. Yeah, that's not, I never thought about if it they're, that If they're way. big like that. So there's a, there's a few run spots I know I got to get cleaned up and then like the scratches and stuff. Huh. How are you going to fix that scratch? It's pretty deep, isn't it? Isn't it in, into the, just, isn't the metal deformed? No, 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 no. It's, it's not? It's just, it's to the metal, basically. Okay, so you can sand it out then? Yeah, basically. Is that going to make your insides hurt, having to sand that through that paint like that? No, no, no. Okay. No, I was just curious. We'll be fine. I, the I, vinyl I, cover. I, yeah, see, I've, I've, well, I, I've yeah, committed to the He's got a plan, I know that, but I was just curious. <laughs> you got you to make it There's a lot ugly. of work in that paint. Just That's fill it with Bondo and cover it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Get some high-build primer. That's basically what I want to do. Primer it and sand it. Yeah. God, by the time you do all this, make it pretty. By the time you do all this body work, you might as well just paint the fucking thing. No, it won't be that much body work. It'll be like a day's worth of work. Oh, okay. Maybe an afternoon's worth of work. Maybe for you, that's like six weeks worth of work. For no, me. it's not word. <laughs> it, it won't be. But the, the cutting the bumper off and making that look good might be a little bit of work. But the rest of the stuff will be cake. So is that so? Where are you going to cut the bumper? How much of that's metal and how much of it's plastic? Should be all plastic and fiber, or none of it's plastic. It should be all fiberglass. All fiberglass. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to cut, going. yeah, bondo and fiberglass. So I'm gonna try to cut the seam where it was, and then cut across where this where the seam is, and just cut through everything. And hopefully, I can kind of blend it so that I, when I attach it, there's no shitty lines. The wrap should help covering up hopefully. any sins there. Yeah, and I can kind of you know I can repair it and fix it. And, just kind of blend it a little bit. It's nothing a little Bondo can't solve. Exactly. Right? I'm already cutting it up, so what's a little bit of body work? Just slap Bondo in anything, really. <laughs> I saw a piece of Bondo at this auto museum. I can't remember where it was. It was like one of those side-of-the-road auto museums. Oh, but it was man. literally like, I'm holding my hands up. I think it was about three feet wide. That's awesome. It was like somebody did something, like, not really punched, but like put a huge dent in the side of like a C10, like a square body. And instead of popping the dent out, they just filled it full of an entire... Like, like a quart of Bondo. Yeah. <laughs> and it popped out, obviously. When people Imagine fill that. body lines, that's when it gets real interesting with the Bondo as well. 
Yeah. People get wild with that Bondo. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to use a lot of Bondo. No, that's not the right we way We used to do a lot it. because it's, that's what it took to build the, but it's, the it's kit. It's but it's fine that's, that's if different. it's thin and you apply it, you, you prep the surface for it. Yes. And you sand it and then you primer it and you do all that shit, it's fine. It's when you start like globbing build, build, it. Building it, it with yeah, your Bondo. Yeah, right, exactly. You start pouring it out of a bottle, that is too much Bondo. When you're making flares out of pure Bondo, stuff Yeah, like Bondo that. flares yep. is not, that's where you draw the line for sure. Oh, yeah. Somewhere before then, that's that's too far. But yeah, you got to use a little bit. I mean, none of us know how to lead, so where would I have lead? There's no lead in the car. No, that's what they used to do. I know they used to. But that's what I'm saying. None I know of us, a guy. There's none no, of us know how to lead, so it's not a thing anymore. I know. <laughs> hey, if I had if I had a all metal car and it needed a repair and I knew how to lead, you better bet sure as shit I'd be filling that thing full of lead. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty fucking cool. They Nobody s- knows how to do it Eastwood anymore. Eastwood still sells it. Do they really? Yeah. I know a guy that does it. That's cool, man. I think it's awesome. He does like gold leaf and shit like that too. He's a very talented man. We should so, gold when leaf. he dies, that's it. Yeah, probably. When him and all his brethren, all six of I them think, that are left, I that's think it. maybe his son knows how to do some of it, but nothing like him. That's it. Yeah. Probably. It's all plastic filler from now on. He's like, Mid forties, he's not super old. Oh, okay, he'll be around. He learned it from then. he learned it from a guy who's who's probably gone now. I assumed he was like eighty and no, chain no, yeah. smoke cigars. Like yeah. what's his face from from right. uh, Jesse James Garage? Right, I can't remember. Now. I can't remember his name. He died not that long ago, last year. Was it last year, year and a half ago. Talked about it on the show, but those are dying arts. Yep. So a little Bondo isn't going to kill you. No. So I think that's it. I was just curious about that. You yeah. want to do Adam's opener? I do. Presented by Eyes Up Auto Art. Open it up a little bit, Adam. Just open it up just a little bit. Let's just, just get it. Just let's a, just get it just open. A touch. Let's just get it out in the open. Yeah. Just a little bit, though. <laughs> we started it. Don't too much. Don't do too much. We open it up a little bit. We want you we to open, just like kick the door open and oh, open you want, it all you want the way to, up. You want you want him to blow this open. You yeah, want him to blow, blow it open. Just blow the top right off. Can you well, blow this open for me, Adam? So the topic I have this week, I think, is going to make you a little upset. So I think we'll be all right. Uh oh. Uh oh. We're going to make both of us upset. Yeah, both of you. Oh, this is ridiculous. It's. Bikes and traffic. Bicycles and traffic? Oh. Bicycles. Bicyclists Feet powered and traffic. Two-wheeled vehicles. Yes. Yes. Don't mind me while I get on my soapbox. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, the city of Ames, being the progressive town that it wants to be, you know, college town in the sort, uh, the intersection, this is some real local shit, but it'll be fine. The intersection of uh, Lincoln Way and Clark, which is where, like, the KFC is on Lincoln Way. Yep. You're aware of it. I think you even lived right down the street from it at one point. Probably. I don't life. know where the KFC is, though. Didn't you live on Clark? No, I didn't live on Clark. Oh, I thought you were on Clark. No. Okay. It's it's only one one or two blocks off of the road you were on. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, Lincoln Way. Yep. Uh, they recently redid that intersection there, uh, put some new cement and stuff like that down. And then they added this bike lane in there, right? So there's a bike lane that runs right next to the sidewalk on the road, which annoys me because there's no business against there or anything like that. So there's no reason in my mind that they can't be on the sidewalk, but that's neither here nor there. So what they did was they added this bike lane and then where the crosswalk would normally be, well, I guess I think there's still a crosswalk in there. There's like a probably four foot wide section of the road that they painted neon green. Okay. And you, so as a car, 
as a person who belongs on the road, you pull up to that and then you stop and bikes can filter in front of you and then sit there until the light turns green and then they can turn onto Lincoln Way into traffic so or this, cross over Lincoln Way and continue down Clark. So this whatever. green box thing is yeah. in the way of my car. Yes. They, so if you're sitting there at the red light waiting for your turn to go, they can filter in front of you. Budge in line, Right, yeah, exactly. Skip skip and the then, line, Yep, and go then, to the front. And then turn right out into traffic with you. Well, waiting, you have to wait, you have waiting, to wait for them yeah. to turn out into traffic, and second. then you can go. And the thing that pisses me off the most about this, <laughs> they threw up a no right on red sign. <sighs> so everybody's got to fucking stop. So now you got to fucking wait, because the bicyclists... We wouldn't, we wouldn't want them to have to pay attention and make sure that there's not somebody turning before they budge in front. So, so now you got to wait for them. Since when do the bikes and aims stop for the stoplights? That's oh, no, they don't. I was going to say, they, they, don't, they never they don't, did that when I was They don't follow there. the rules of pedestrians or cars. They just do whatever the fuck they want, and it's your fault if you hit them. I remember watching one just cut across Lincoln Way right oh, in front yeah, of a bus. Didn't, didn't even look. It. Just <laughs> threw a red light. Yeah. I thought that guy was going to die. You know, he's on a fixed bike gear, so there's like no brakes. Yeah. So he's just... And he can't speed, pad- he can't speed up. Pedaling he's through probably at max way. speed. Uh-huh. Can't stop. Pedaling. Can't stop. I thought for sure he was dead. But that's, I mean, it's a, that's a common occurrence. Just, can, okay, so that's, what, that's stupid. That's, what upsets me is that... Why? Okay, so if they want to use the road, because it's not safe for them to be on the sidewalk... Because it's not safe for pedestrians for them to be on the sidewalk. Okay, fine. That argument can be made. That's not where this argument is supposed to go. But so if they're going to be on the road, then why can't they be in line like the rest of us? Why why should they get the the privilege of moving to the front of the line because they're on a bicycle? Well, they should, why yeah, can't they just wait in line with the pull up behind the car? You want to turn left? Pull up behind the car in the left turn lane. Well, that's, that's where everybody else turn. usually does it because they're they're given the same rights as cars, so they right. have to follow the same laws. There are like, certain places in Ames, including this particular area, where bicycles are not allowed on the sidewalk, period. Yeah, that's Campus common. Town, downtown, that stretch of Lincoln Way, you know, places where there's lots of businesses, lots of foot traffic, they're that's, not allowed on the sidewalk. I'm and pretty sure Des Moines is the same way. Perfectly acceptable. I have no problem with that at all. But why can't they get in line like the rest of us? Why should they be allowed to filter to the front? I don't. I don't have. And a good why? Answer. Why would you take away our ability to turn right on red and make traffic even worse? Because if you turn right on red, you're going to hit a bike. But <laughs> not if they have to stay in line where they fucking belong. No, I get it. I get it. No, <sighs> like, I do complain because yeah, they they get given the same rights as cars, but they're not capable of going anywhere near the same speeds. Because you'll go on a road that has a speed limit of 35 and your bike's maxing out at 20, you know, on a good road bike. Well, so their argument for that is that unlike interstates, there's not a minimum speed limit. And let's be real here. We've all been stuck behind grandma and her Buick doing 15 and a 35 and right. she's still allowed to be on the road. So why can't the bicyclist? You can write her a ticket though. Yeah. Yes, they can. If you're impeding traffic flow, you can, you and can in get my a ticket. Mind, the, uh, an officer should be able to write a ticket for a, to a bicyclist if he's impeding traffic flow too. If he has built up a line behind him, he should get over, stop, and let people around him until that traffic is no longer being impeded. I agree. How I do you, how do you write him? A t- how do you write him a ticket though? I don't know. Exactly. That's Against the problem. His license. Does he have his license with him? Does he have a license? 
Yeah, just, just see where it gets weird. You should have that with you at all times. Should you, you should. What if you don't have one? That's why you don't have one. Throw them in the back of the car. Take them downtown. Perfect. Let them sort it out. Problem solved. Just arrest all bicyclists, and then this isn't a problem. I don't even. I'm. I'm not trying. I'm trying not to be. Anti-bicycle. I'll be anti-bicycle. I don't, I don't have any. Shit. I don't have any problem with people, you know, trying to be fit, or you know, saving the planet, or whatever it is that you think you need to ride a bicycle for. That doesn't bother me in town. I'm not. I feel a little differently about all you crazy bastards on your road bikes, on highways. Highways, but uh, in town, as long as you're not being a dick about it, I'm fine with sharing the road. No, don't, don't have any problem with that at all. But I want to share the road. I don't think you should get any special privileges. I think you should have to license your bike. I, that's absolutely. Uh, if you license your bike, it's a whole different I got no story. problems. If you license your bike, I got no problems because I think you should have to pay. I think you should have to pay a road tax, even if it's five dollars. I don't give a it? shit what it is. You should have to pay it. I think they should be able to write you a ticket against your registration. Absolutely. I think you should have to have updated registration annually, just like anybody else has to update your address, all that information. And I think you should have to have insurance. I was just going to say, should they not need at least liability insurance? Because you know what? In theory, what if they it hit wouldn't, me? It, in theory, wouldn't happen because insurance companies suck. But in theory, if they if they carry insurance, our insurance rates go down. What if they hit me? Yeah, they could totally be at fault for. They an could accident. run into the back of my my vehicle and and damage my bumper. They could. Uh huh. Well, I think it's funny that Ames would have that, which seems really backwards to me. But at the same time, if you go over to, I can't think of what it is, it's off of uh, the road behind uh, Towers and all the practice fields and stuff. They have a road. Mortensen? I think it's Mortensen, actually. Has a bike path. Yeah, they have a sidewalk and then a bike path, which is has a curb between the the bike path and the sidewalk and then oh, a curb. And it also has uh, a curb between. That's ash. Ash. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. So there's a sidewalk, curb. Bike path, curb, road, and when they so added all, that, all three are segregated from. When each they other. added that bike path curb, the road is really narrow through that curve now, and it it's it gets real interesting if you're trying to pass like a you know a semi or a, or a FedEx driver or something. That's like that. that's the part I don't understand. It's like why we give bicyclists more rights at the expense of cars, right? To a safe in a safety perspective, just at join, a minimum, just join in with the rest of us. Follow the same rules and, and regulations as the rest of us, and everything will be fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. I got absolutely no problems with that. I re- I'm really not trying to make money off bicyclists, but like, or the, like my you biggest, should have to pay for registration. I don't understand why we can't just make all this, like. I understand the infrastructure of it, but like, plan to make your sidewalks wide enough that they can handle bikes. Because I mean, you go to the trails and stuff downtown, bikes and people are walking all at the same time. You can do that anywhere. I mean, I understand, like, downtown. You're right, limited. Right, we're, limited, where you're like, opening a door right into the sidewalk. Right, you don't want a bicyclist little, Which is a little, little different. But, like, in, in general, I think you could you could widen your sidewalks and make it a little more accessible and so they're not on the road. And then you don't have to take it A lot of places do. Right, and that makes more sense to me than making it special privileges on the road. I hate to be, like, Jerry Seinfeld, but what is the deal with the <laughs> the center, the middle lane bicycle lane? So you have two, it's, it's a two lane. So they took downtown Des Moines, it was five lanes. Yep. With a, so two lanes aside with a turning lane. They turned it into two lanes aside and a turning lane, and now there's a bicycle lane in the middle, so now everything's narrower, Oh, Ames, which doesn't seem better. Ames won up to that. They had a, we had a, a two lane in both direction road, a four lane road, yep. and they it didn't have a turning lane in it. Yep, so they just added a turning so, lane. So they, they added a turning lane and a bike lane, and now there's only one lane in both directions. Yep. That makes a ton of sense. 
But why why would you put the bike lane in the middle? Yeah, Not in, in the middle of. You have it's to, in the middle of one side. Yeah, one you, you way to, of traffic. You have to cross between. You have to cross the straight bike lane. and then cross the bike lane to get into your turning lane. Why would you do that? I would not. As a bicyclist, I would not want that. You're in the middle. You have that. Yeah, say because had a bunch of those. Being on a bicycle is probably like on the being a bicyclist on the road is probably worse for visibility to a car than a motorcycle. Yes. And so I would be... Yeah, you can't make noise like you can on a motorcycle. I would not want to have to... I would not want to be driving down the road and have someone need to get into the left turn lane and have to cross me to get there. That's the problem with downtown Des Moines. That would scare me. They've decided that's better well, than having the bike lane on the outside, no, I'm, I'm super on the far par- outside. I'm super paranoid driving to, like in those areas. I'm super paranoid that I'm going to cross into well, a bike. You know what the other thing that it does when they have that... They have the curbside lane that is also parking is that that means you open the driver's door into the bicycle lane. Yeah. How does that make any sense? You've all seen how that ends How does that make any sense at all? (laughs) Every comedy movie ever. Yep. But they keep converting all the downtown roads into middle bicycle lane roads. I don't know why we need to convert. Like... Not downtown. Speed limit's like 20 miles an hour. Yeah, just leave it alone. They can just be in traffic. Absolutely in downtown Des Moines. I agree. They can just be in traffic. There's There's no... stoplight every half foot. I mean, it's not like you get any real speed at anything there. No. No. Especially when you're scooping the loop in your Honda. Hell yeah. Picking up high school. All 95 horsepower. I mean, you're only going... Revit at cops. You're only going like 20 miles an hour when you get to the next light anyway. So what's the problem? Shift for second. Yeah. That bicycle's going faster than you anyway. Just calm down, high schooler. <laughs> There's only one person to blame for this. Hipsters. Fix. Yeah, because Fix we are... We are. They're not one person. One, one people. group of... One people. How dare you? Sorry. One this, people. Uh, yeah. Since we are the new hipster now. capital of the... Yeah, I'm super yeah. triggered. <laughs> the new hipster... Ca- your microaggression really triggered me. <laughs> we are the new hipster capital of the world. Yeah, we were for, we for were now, named anyway. that. I know. It's not Seattle we were, or... We were on the brink or, of a hipster was, uh, bubble. Oregon for, Topeka? Or some, no, not, to, uh, not uh, Topeka. Uh, Portland. Portland, Yeah, Oregon. Portland. Yep. Yeah. Portland, Seattle. And then, yeah, now it's us. Until we get too big. Until we get too mainstream, bro. Then you got to bail out. That then, our, then our hipster bubble will burst. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Strangely okay How, with that. However we can make Des Moines bigger so that we can pass on the hipster torch to someplace else would be great. I don't know how to do that. No, I'm not, I'm not hipster do. enough. I'm not hip enough with the hipsters to know. No, I think what you have to do is assimilate into the hipster culture. Oh, God, no. And then be like, bro, have you guys been to Cedar Rapids before? And they're like, <laughs> what's Cedar Rapids, dude? Oh, let me show you. And then they all think it's cool. And then you open up like an organic free-range coffee shop. And you only listen to like indie under the water fish? record albums. Yeah, the, no, not no, fish. No, no, that's no. way that's too way mainstream. Too main- Whoa, oh, that's dude. too mainstream well, now? Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. But yeah, it has to be listened on vinyl because that's all how vinyl. true music oh, yeah. Yeah. Vinyl to. for sure. You put in a vinyl record player. Do you know that tape reco- tapes? They're making Cassette a tapes coming back, back, son. A Urban Outfitters oh, yeah. sells tapes now. Brand, no, they don't. Yes, yeah, they brand, do. For brand, what? Brand new albums tapes are on for tape what? now. Yeah. Like tapes the, for what? I know the machine. Hipster music. All music. Urban Outfitters? Urban Outfitters sells uh, the new Machine Gun Kelly album. It's on tape. I don't that's, think it's all the songs. That's not there. hipster music. <laughs> no, that's, but it's that's they're selling everything. Super weird. Is it because they're all buying like 90s Volkswagens and they don't have CD players in them? They only got I blame Guardians of the Galaxy. Because they for bringing to, the tapes back, they glorified the tape player thing. Yeah, exactly. He he may not be wrong on that. That's what brought it back into the mainstream light. Probably all those kids were asking, 
Daddy, yeah. what's, that Daddy what's that? There's a video out there where there, there's kids are like trying to figure out how to make it play music. They're just holding a cassette tape trying to figure out why it won't make any noise. Super funny. VCR is going to makes come me back feel around. really old though. VCR is going to come back now. You Still know that. Have a VCR. Uh, I think Urban Outfitter sells VCRs. You got to be shitting I'm not me. Shitting. Of what? It's like the worst quality thing you could watch a movie on. Brink. So we watch Brink. Dude. Uh, I bought that. <laughs> I bought it too. <laughs> you both bought it? <laughs> it's on Amazon now, so I bought it. Is it Blu-ray or DVD? Like, it's literally. A, it's SD. Literally, oh, I, like two minutes after Robbie sent us that on the messenger, I went bought and bought it. it on my phone so that I have it before they take it away from me. Yep. That's a good point. You guys were looking for it for a long time. I'm so happy. I have the VHS, but now I have a, a digital copy. I already watched it. Me and Logan sat on the couch and watched it. It was the best day ever. I haven't watched it. You know, if you watch the VHS copy again, you are a hipster. I need to find a VCR to play it on. I got a VCR. I've got one somewhere. You guys want to come hang out and watch VCR movies? <laughs> no. No, that's the problem skate. with Des Moines right there. <laughs> that's the problem. Is people That phrase has been uttered too many times in this town. Bro, I just got this new what VCR you? player from Goodwill. You guys going to come watch... Uh, on my tube TV? On my tube TV, bro. Let's check it out. What are you doing this Shit's weekend? wild, bro. We should have a 10 party. We could all watch VHS movies. I got, no. a, I got a D-Goss my tube TV. I don't, I don't what? When that, the, you don't the, remember the, the green D-Goss thing is? in the corner? Oh, is that yeah, with the but, magnet thing? Yeah, and then you like there's a button you can do, and it makes the screen go crazy. And then that green light goes over. I don't remember that at all. Oh, dude, it was fun to do that. D-Goss things. I don't remember that, but I, I remember the green, the green dot. Yeah, I knew you couldn't get anywhere near with a magnet. Yeah, I messed up more than one TV. Did you really? In my stereo days. That's that <laughs> yeah, walking past with a big. <laughs> oh really? Oh, oh I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I also that's ruined. A bad deal. I also ruined a debit card. Yeah, I can see that. That's pretty. That's a pretty that's powerful a, magnet. Yeah. Yeah. To ruin a debit card. I didn't think about it. I just set it there. Yeah, I can see that. Set my wallet there. I can't go to hotels because of my wallet ruins the key card thing. Yeah, it's wow. really annoying. Yeah. How many credit cards and stuff do you got in your No, no, no. It's, it's got a magnet in it. Oh. The money clip's got a magnet in it. And I didn't think about it. And I actually like this wallet because I like the magnet thing. But yep. you can't. Nope. Hotel cards, it just ruins them. Uh-huh. Look at all those hundreds he's got there. Oh, dude, There's no that. hundreds in here. <laughs> yeah, as he, as he hides it. Just his bag in my pocket. Fuck away. you guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was told this week that uh, we don't call Rob Handsome Rob enough. Uh, thank you. And we don't Who call Michael Trust Fund Enough. Lots of people said the trust it. fund came back around this past Don, week. Don Don told me he was disappointed in the lack of handsome Rob and trust fund. I also, trust fund came back around. I'm disappointed uh, as well. <laughs> is it Dustin or Dusty? Dustin, Dustin, Dusty, Dustin Dixon. Yeah, yeah. Sil- he he's got, Silver C10 to me. He got I don't me. Care with, what is he? He hit me with the trust fund this Today? week. No, on the right. You got you for the estate. Well, you got me for the, the trust fund for, for the the, the for Ralph the, Lauren. Uh, oh yeah, that twenty nine thousand dollars. Twenty nine thousand dollars share. You know, you know what that reminded me of? Our uh, Mans- Mansory episode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Six thousand dollar carbon fiber. That's exactly what chairs. that reminded me of. Crazy. Yeah. I was like, that's like, I I figured it out. That is so. What was it? Twenty nine thousand. That's fifty eight LT ones, man. <laughs> I could do a lot of swaps. <laughs> That's like six or seven. Just RX just sevens. to put it into perspective and, and that's things f- that we can make sense right. out of. That's fifty eight yeah. LT ones. Uh don't forget guys, check out Eyes Up Auto Art, E Y E S U P Auto Art. I think he posted that DSM photo. He did. Yeah, he, he did, was, it's he done. He did. 
So he even hashtagged better looking Evo. He did. He did <laughs> actually. Awesome. I do remember that. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I was like, gee, I wonder where I got that from. It is a, really happy. It is a better looking Evo it for is. sure. Yeah, it turned out really good. It turned out really good. And I, he posted another thing too. He's like, it's been like a year since I started doing this, and you know, big thanks to us and uh, some other channels and stuff that he supports. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty. We really appreciate that. It's glad that we could be a part of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. He's got a list of some things he's going to do over the winter, which is pretty cool. So, like, we do winter car projects. He does winter paintings, as it turns out, which is, I, I, I know it makes sense. I got it. I noticed Robbie's 240 wasn't on the list. So, uh, you I need to send him a check. For, he's for, waiting for that. I was waiting for all the deposit. I was waiting for the gifts. People were like, hey, we like what you're doing. Here's a gift. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Hint, hint to anyone that wants to buy me a painting. Let's just listen to this. My family listens it's to this. Okay. Oh, it's true. His family does listen to this, don't they? If you guys need help, don't just let us up. know. Hit him up with that. If we, if we keep pestering enough, I think well, I wonder it. if he's capable of painting smoke off the tires. I bet he is. I bet he could. We'll figure it out. He had. I thought he had a drifter on his list this time. We'll see. We'll see what he's up to. Yeah. We'll see excited. what he's up to over the winter. E-Y-E-S-U-P Auto Art on all the socials. Check out his Instagram. I like his Instagram best because it's easiest to see. What he does because that's based that on is, pictures. That active. is definitely Duh. an Instagram medium. And since Facebook is fucking all of us, fuck yeah. you, fuck Zuckerberg. Facebook, yeah. getting getting zucked. Ooh, Ooh, I like it. That's good. Getting zucked. I stole that I like from it. another page, but that's basically, fine. the short version of that story for everybody that doesn't have a page is that they are Facebook is basically uh, limiting everything that you will get from us or any other page that you follow. Um, Unless I, you pay for it. I understand that they. I can under I can appreciate that they want people's feeds to be more friends and family based. I get that. I do. There's a lot of pages out there, but you know, I think a lot of businesses, you know, businesses where people have to make a living, um, grew on Facebook and use it to communicate with their customers. And now those people are going to be taking a hit because people will. Le- it'll be less likely that they will see updates and posts. Yeah. Well, we. We've noticed that before too. Like if we pay for it, that's the only way everyone sees it, or at least oh, yeah, most of the people see definitely. it. Definitely. I mean, we've complained about that, especially yep. if we post a link to our website, three people see it. Like, yeah. oh, that's really helpful. Yeah, but so now it sounds like it's going to be even worse. Yeah. So if you're our fa- like, if you're our fans and you like what we do on social media, make sure you hit that receive notification setting or so. see first. The I will first. not abuse that. No. If you if you do that, I promise. Yeah. We just it's whatever. It's, yeah. It is. It is annoying to say that. Say we. You know. We. You post a the link to our YouTube video we make, and then it's like six people saw it. Yeah, because they want you to, like we talked hey, about with James, pay, pay they want it. you to post it on their, in their video system so that See, they I was can thinking grow that about business. That. It's very weird to me that they do that because uh, they need a lot of storage space to store all that video. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it would be a better business model to make YouTube videos embeddable on Facebook and let YouTube worry about how they're going to Store all store that. that. No, I, I understand. I have a that. very, I, your point. I have a very intimate understanding of how data much centers. <laughs> uh, data or how what a Facebook data center looks like, and it's out of control. Let me tell you. And I, I, I understand that Facebook is a business as well, and they need to make money. But yep. I think uh, somebody said today they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and I think that was probably a fair statement. Well, what you I know. saw was like. So they're splitting up the feeds. You'll have a friend's feed and a page's feed. And if a friend shares a page post, that still won't show up in the friend feed. Ooh, that's going to get really weird. That's going to hurt. I probably never spend any time in the friend feed because I've mostly <laughs> designed my Facebook for me to have like all the th- 
companies I care about. Yep. And my Instagram is all the people I care about. Yeah, I think you'll just see people migrate to Instagram. That's where that's where I get my, you if, know, like all five of the people who I like as friends. That's where they are. If <laughs> if uh, somebody had a different way to share events, I would probably just do that and then get rid of Facebook again because I didn't have it for a while. Yeah. I think our interview fell through, but I'm going to tell you guys what I did to the green Fiat last weekend. That it works. looked like you guys, like, you were... There were gloves out. You were your hands yeah. got it was, dirty. It was legit. Drift spares were zip tied to bump bumpers. Yeah, and shit was getting real. Shit got in the real back, in there. The Beck garage. We're we're uh, getting pretty good at tearing engines out of stuff. We got that engine out. What and happened? Had it to apart. That poor thing. And okay, so for those <laughs> for those that didn't follow my Instagram, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, so we bought this green Fiat for not very much money. We bought it because it was really clean. The body was clean, and we knew the engine was stuck. So we thought it was stuck in the fact that it just had sat. And obviously the rings had rusted to the inside of the the uh, sleeves, and so you know you could break it with not WD forty, but maybe um, what do you typically use? Brake fluid, PB or blaster, PB blaster, or brake fluid, or whatever. <clears throat> so we were hoping that we could bust it loose, and you know we could do some tuning up to it, and it would be a driver, and we could flip it or do something with it. Um, that you're not gonna sell couldn't, it. <laughs> couldn't. No, no. I kind of think about selling it. I want to buy another RX-7. You guys did sell the coupe, so I guess I can't say too much. I was hoping we could get it unstuck and then make like four times the money on it, you know what I mean? And just get it sold and move on to something else. Buy a cage or whatever. But um, So anyway, it was super stuck. We tried everything we could to try to get it unstuck. Didn't work, so we're like, okay, well, let's just tear this out. So we found a short block. So we're going to pick up the short block in a couple of weeks. Where? Uh, It's in Chicago. Just Um, got back from a road trip there. Watch those toll booths. Hundred hundred bucks in tolls round trip with a trailer. That is hurt. it really? Oh, that oh my god. That hurt. To get into Schomburg, it do was they, fifty-five dollars coming in what? and fifty-five dollars coming out. Do they charge you by axle? Because that's they how they charge get you, you in by Kansas. the axle. Yeah. They charge you by the axle and then you hit like six toll booths on the same damn road. Jeez. That's insane. Yeah. Especially on something like that where it hurt real bad. Your gross vehicle weight is not that high. No. The trailer that we had was probably heavier than the vehicle that we picked up. That's insane. Because we picked up a, a, the newest generation MR2. Yeah. They weigh like 2,400 pounds or something yeah. like that. That's insane. Yeah. It's good to know. It That's why you should get an iPass. It hurt. just have it. It hurt real bad. Whether you actually use it annually or not, it's just good to have. We have iPasses in, in the company vehicle because we do some work in Illinois. Yep. If I'd have known. You would have grabbed one? Yeah. Yeah. It's cr- we we use it when we go to Chicago in February, because the to stop and pay them is insane. Yeah, I would I would have even said like, you know, given the given the company money back on the iPass if that was what it was because it's like half. Oh yeah, at least when half. you have an iPass, yep. it's, it's crazy. crazy cheaper. Anyway, so anyway, we're gonna pick up that short block. Um, so in the meantime, anyway, we we tore this tore the motor out of the green car. It's a two liter, so it's it's a little bit bigger capacity than the one in the 74, but it's fuel injected and it's actually lower compression because of emissions and other bullshit. So anyway, uh, tore that motor out, started tearing it down. And as we were tearing it down, we still couldn't get it unstuck. So we flipped the motor over, we take the pan off of it. And the first thing I see when I take the pan off is that the oil pickup is laying on the crank. So well, that's not good. Well, actually before <laughs> I noticed that the oil pan was really dented. Like so it was beat slammed. to shit. Okay. Yeah, I got slammed into a curb or a driveway or something like that. So 
but not enough that I would have thought that would have caused the problem. So tear the oil pan off. We see the oil pickups just laying there. Um, so that's a bad sign, obviously. So it wasn't picking up oil from the bottom of the pan. Now, whether or not whatever was left of that oil pickup was actually enough to siphon oil out of the bottom of that pan, I don't know for sure. Um, so it may not have been lubricating the engine at all properly at all, and especially under like load one direction or another, I'm sure that it wasn't. So that was going on. Um, the interesting thing about that is that the Fiat's have a sensor in them that is supposed when it hits low oil pressure, it's supposed to cut the motor off. That's so, pretty advanced. So I th- even in the '74, we have that. That's and it's still really in advanced there. for that. I think somebody removed it or bypassed it. It's the only way I can think that they got away with running it to the point of failure. Now that's not what I think. Fa- well, I take it back. I think that is what failed. But as we started to take the motor apart more, so I I took the main bolts out of the crank to try to get the crank out. And as I was taking those apart, the bearings looked worn, but they looked okay. Like, it shouldn't have seized based on what I saw when I was taking those bearings out. So then I started to try to get the pistons out by unhooking the connecting rods. So I got three of them out, and then one of them I couldn't get out. And as I'm doing this, as I take, you know, the main caps off and then start trying to take the pistons off, I'm putting the breaker bar on it to see if that was enough to get it unstuck. So finally I'm on piston two. I can't get the rod to come loose at all. And so I'm just beating on it with a hammer and then beating on it with the uh, uh, with the breaker bar. And then finally it breaks apart. And Robbie, I'm sure you'll share the picture or yeah, show it on the YouTube channel. But that whole bearing was just like smeared inside of there. It got so hot. So <clears throat> almost like friction weld? Yeah, it was basically friction welded because it would not come apart. Holy shit. I mean I had I had a three <laughs> I think had to sound so bad. I had at least a three foot breaker bar on it. Me yeah. cranking on it. And I couldn't get it to come loose until finally I had everything else loose. I had those cap bolts loose and I was just beating on it, you know, and like trying to shock it. Because sometimes just putting progressive pressure on it is not, it won't break loose. Right. So I was actually like bouncing, it, bouncing it. on it to try to get pressure, you know, a, a shock of force on it to get it to come loose. And it finally did. So two things, obviously the oil pickup failing, that was a big problem. And that's probably what caused the main bearing to go, or sorry, that connecting rod bearing. The other thing that people should be aware of is that on the Fiat crank specifically, and I'm sure on other cranks as well, you cannot turn them down. So you can't put them in a lathe and turn them down if they're if they're marred. So if you rebuild a motor and the bearings have gone bad, so you put the crank in a lathe and turn it down to yep. yeah, that's and then increase your bearing size. Which, like small block Chevy world, that's no big deal. Do that all day long. Can't, yeah, can't do that with a Fiat crank. Really? Why? Uh, it's not hardened all the way through. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. So, That's a bum deal. So what then? Well, so you have to get a new crank. I'm sure that those are just a dime a dozen. You uh, I think you can actually... Arnold's and pick one of those up? I or? think you can actually get them from, like, Auto Recombi. You can get new ones. They're a lot of parts. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get them, but you cannot turn them down. Because... And you can just buy whatever size bearing. I mean, and that's what they did. They got... They turned it down... Two hundredths, and then they. Oh, it had been turned. Oh yeah, yep. Oh. Yep. So I think maybe that's why some of the other ones looked marred. Okay. I can't decide which failure caused what. I'm pretty sure it had to do with oil pressure, but um, yeah, you cannot do that in that motor. So. And Not it, the it's way that, you drive it for sure. Yeah. If you put around it, it might be all right. You might be able to get away with it for a while. 
but yeah, not long term. Not long term. It's yeah. not. It's not the right way to rebuild those motors. So that had happened. I mean, it was marked on the on the crank. It said two hundreds on it, and then I think the bearings were also marked the same way. And so it's clear somebody had been in there, which is why I think that somebody bypassed the low oil pressure sensor because somebody had been in there and fucked with all that. So I think that got bypassed to get the engine to run because maybe the sensor had gone bad and then they actually did break the oil pickup, which did cause low oil pressure, which then caused the engine to fail, which would have failed anyway (laughs) if given enough time because of turning down the crank, changing the bearing size. You'd think that that thing would have made a hellacious noise. Oh, I'm sure it made a terrible noise. Like way worse than the S10, which was a really bad noise. I mean, yeah. I need to get that motor out and... Do the same thing. Do the same thing yep. just for just for fun. Just for to know. It was worth it just to get it's like we gotta get this fucking thing out of here. We gotta figure out what happened. Sometimes it's kinda of fun though, you know. Right. We didn't have to tear that motor down. Especially when you don't have any like it's not going back together. Yeah, right. There's no there's no like consequence no matter what you find out. It is just is what it is. Okay. Cool. Now I know. Let's make sure we don't do that on the next motor. I can't so. get that crank out of that block now. It's like because the piss, the there. rod is welded to the crank, and and I can't. The way that it's the way that it's in there, I can't get the crank pulled out. You should make a table out of that. Should maybe make a table. Out just of it. leave it in there. Just leave it in there. Is, yeah, it's a it's a good conversation piece. It is. People come to your house. It makes like it, it way better than just the Actually, normal. Actually, I can put it back together with the other pistons in it. No, just the one. Just put the one just in Just the one. No, I'll even put them all in. It's flat on the top, too, so you could actually put risers on it and then put a piece of glass over the top. But be real. The real bum deal is that you can't have the head on there, because that's the best-looking part. Yeah, they ruined them when they put the fuel injection on them. They like, oh, covered really? the whole thing. It doesn't look anywhere near the same. Oh, I, it, the head is the same, but kind of, but you it. can't see it because it's covered above the fuel. I love the way the motor looks in your race car. Yeah, they covered all that shit up. It looks so cool with those cam towers on it. Yep. It's super cool. Yep. So anyway, we'll get the short block, throw it back together, throw it in there as fast as possible, NASCAR style, see if it works. Does the head look good? No. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened to that motor. It looked like Everything. It, it looked like the head had been at the bottom of the ocean for a while. <laughs> I'm not sure why it was so That's scaly. That's where I store parts, don't you? I have no I mean? idea why it was so scaly. Like, the valves are scaly, the... the Is whole, it salvageable, or are you just... Yeah, I think you could take it to... We're going to take it in to the... To There's a... A machinist and have him. There's a place in it, Nevada that just does cylinder heads. If you need me to drop it off there, maybe I don't know who our guy is now that I've banished the guy from Norwalk for not replacing the valve guides after I've uh, asked him to twice. I know that that shop, like that's literally all they do. It's called Midwest Cylinder Head. Okay, that's all they do is cylinder heads, and they come highly uh, recommended by the Turbo Dodge community. All I want to do is I'll go up to him and say, "Do you replace valve guides?" And if they say yes, great, let's do it. They'll do it's whatever all I need. you want. That's all I need my machine shop to do is, do you replace valve guides? Yes. Great. I think they're owned by the same parent company that Arnold's Motor is under. Oh, okay. So, they're a good company as far as I can tell. Rad mad. You may have to do that then. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's what we're doing with the green Fiat. So, I posted on my Instagram, what should we put back in here? I, <laughs> I, didn't, th- I didn't know if people would take me seriously or not because nothing we do on this show is serious. So. No. But, Generally, know, the votes came in as either SR twenty KAT. <laughs> That's the first option, obviously. Uh, option two. These are based on votes, so that tied with rotary, obviously. <laughs> that's your yeah. That's your next. Those, best are, those are the those are the top. That'd two. That'd actually be pretty sick. 
A rotary Fiat would be pretty cool, I think. And I think it would fit because it's so small. And then the the last option was um, it was 2J or 1J. I don't remember. I have a better that was option by, That was by Steve. Yeah, that by, was by, by Firewall. That was by Steve. I was like, Steve, where is that going to fit? Somebody else, actually, no, somebody, uh, maybe it was Trevor. I can't remember who it was. Somebody else said the same thing. Dude, you should put a 2J in that. Like, where? Your, <laughs> your, dad, your dad shared a picture on his Facebook, and somebody asked him, what are you, what are you putting, putting back in it? In it? Yep. And he replied, oh, just a normal motor. And that guy said, oh, I figured you put something bigger in it. You put a V8 in there. Yeah, you should. So it's not like it's just you. Your whole family has that reputation. I started this whole thing. <laughs> you'd have to, I looked at it, you'd have to cut the front of the car off. Just move it out. Custom build everything. No, you just have to cut it off, tube it, and then try to attach the fenders to the tubing. That's that's what you would have to do to... Just hang the fenders off the valve covers. It'll be fine. That'd probably be pretty close to the edge of where it is now. <laughs> uh, you need to get on ebay.co.uk and get yourself a multi-air on its way and put that in there. Should one try point, to find a put a 1.4. Should try to multi-air. find a new wrecked spider. Right. That's that the motor in, in the in the new yeah. spider. Apparently that's the NC Miata transmission. So if you had the motor, you could get the transmission, it wouldn't be that big a deal. I see your point. Swap that st- in. That would be a sweet little deal. Now the gears are turning. Well, look at, look so at, he's got he's but, so this car I really don't want to keep it unless somebody's going to drive it. Like I right. I want to get rid of it. So put the motor that's in the race car in there. Well, so the motor's coming out of the race car at some point when I'm done messing with the RX-7. The motor's coming out of the blue race car, possibly 2018, 2019, or well, no, it's got to come out because we have another two liter. That we're gonna. That's not in a two liter right now, is it? No, it's a one point eight. Okay. So we got another two liter, another block with a new crank, ready to go. We just need to get the rest of the parts to put that together, bearings, all that fun stuff. You've had that for quite a while, haven't you? Had that you? for a long time, yeah. Yeah. So that's either gonna get uh, gapped rings in it for boost, <laughs> or high compression, or no, not high compression. It's either gonna get forced induction, or it's gonna get an Ecotech. So far, the votes are swaying towards forced induction. So I let really me, don't want you to lose that motor. So let me let me let me throw one more out there just for funsies. So there's a turbo manifold for that car that you can just buy. Yeah, and then you, it's got a TO3 this. flange on it. The other option is, I've been talking to Bert about this, and actually Kevin Lawrence had one of these on his one of his drift cars. Is a Eaton M Eaton M90. It's the blower that came on, I think, on the GXP. The GXP, a bunch of Mercedes, a yeah. bunch of Buicks. Yeah, or maybe that was the M60. I don't remember. doesn't matter. The Thunderbird, Super Coupe. Oh, They're yeah. stupid cheap. All you have to do is build a plenum off of it to get it into the intake. Kind of like mine is. Yep. I would remote mount it, and then I saw somebody, I'd like to look into the how it oils, but I saw somebody mount one on its side, and then you literally just have to come out of the bottom of it, which would now be pointed to the side straight into the intake which would be way better than trying to put it on top of the intake is there room off to you know stage left there find room okay I have a saw and a death wheel you can make room that's double A arm up front right yep so you don't have to worry about everything's way down ah you're good then yeah I'll make some room in there some may have to take out some structural pieces but we'll put it back in box it back in it'll be fine let's figure it out what's the worst that can happen I don't know so anyway those, those are the options I like it. I really want you to keep that motor. I really want a junkyard supercharge something. 
I, I'm not. I'm not yes. opposed to I, I that. Was, yes. I was thinking it's more. It might be more. RX-7, though, to junkyard supercharge it. I found the supercharger, which is the real problem. I found the one that I need. It's got a short snout on it. I know where I would like mount it. Like a roots? Or are you, are no, you getting something? They made different versions of that M90 that were different sizes. Oh, okay. The so you're using M90 either way. Yeah, like, they're not very big. And I was like, man, I know where I would put that on the <laughs> LT1. Just get wild with it. I like it. Because we're going to get another LT1 also. And so I could, I could blow the one up that's in it and then build another one that's got the correct ring gaps in it and the correct cam, and then actually supercharge that with a forged rotating assembly and not worry about it. But according to Freiburger, I should be able to put like 10 pounds of boost on that other motor. You know what that car really <laughs> needs? More horsepower. Absolutely. That's exactly not what it needs. <laughs> car makes plenty of horsepower. It's just not quite fast enough to break the tires loose. That's the issue. Yeah, that's here. the problem. That's the reason why I can't slide it. Yeah, it doesn't make enough it's power. It's definitely the issue. Those rotary guys beat me up, man. I'm telling you, 13B, NA, smoking me all day long. Literally. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know. I just, I just like scheming and putting cheap things on things and making them run. It's fun. I'm into it. It's fun for me. You you do a much better job of following through on your scheming than I do, so I'll give you credit there. We'll see. I was thinking about just buying the supercharger so then I have it and then I have to do something with it. Put it on the Camaro. That needs a whole motor. But it's a small or at least block needs, Chevy. How hard can it be? It needs the motor taken out and gone through and then put back in there with new bearings. I know a guy. Smart. Can't yep. be that big a deal. True. You can turn that crank. That crank you can turn absolutely. If it's not well, it's that engine's. If it hasn't already, thirty been. over, it may have been turned. Yeah, probably. It's thirty or sixty over. I'm pretty sure it's thirty. It's it's got one rebuild on it. Anyway, that was my dive into engines. But I tell you what, tearing engines out of shit and knowing that you're not going to reuse them is like super fun. Very liberating. Well, yeah, this very liberating. I did that with a K24. Just yanked it out. Just yank it out. It apart. You can do whatever you want. Well, this is aluminum. We can scrap that over here in this pile, and that's you can, steel, so that's going in that pile because it don't matter. literally throw bolts wherever you want to because, uh-huh. fuck it, I'm not using this again. That's where my bolt bucket came from. It's from the K. It's all K24 <laughs> parts. This is all my spare bolts. That's where it went wrong, Rob. You should have just bought the turbo kit right there. Nah, fuck that. That's where it went downhill, bro. You, you could be living that KAT life. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Say that to the guy that's got that one... Uh, the guy that Bert knows got the KAT with the nitrous injection on that it. That makes be like 600 horsepower. That'd be a blast. Which how is, that's long what Kevin does had. it make that's 600 a, horsepower? That's the problem. Yeah, see, you get bogged down in these details about like reliability and running costs and all this shit. I've had, <laughs> I've now <laughs> missed out on two full seasons of racing because I have reliability issues. So no, yeah, I get, it. I get it. I get bogged down in it. <laughs> I get it. That's why I want to add force induction to something. You got to add a little spice to your life, you know? Well, see, that's, a the, gamble. that's the problem with me is like, what's the first thing I think about? Like, oh, so the winter's here. I just need a, just l- put a few little parts yeah. to get yeah, the Omni running again. Oh, I should just throw the supercharger on it. Just put the supercharger on it. You're there. You're exactly. already in there. You're yeah. working on stuff. You need a couple <sighs> bolts. You got the carburetor. It's such a bad it's a idea. Deal. No, it's, it's a, a great idea. It's, you got another motor. Yeah. Let me get half of next season. And then no, we'll talk. No, no, no. You, no. you don't want to go in there twice. You have That's all what of I'm winter. Saying. Yeah. Once you're in there, you got to just do it. Yeah. You just got to get it done. You know how easy it was to bolt on. It's not that big a deal. We had it on there once. It's been on there twice. Had to do a couple things to finish it up. That's all. I just need a carburetor. Let's put it, let's, re- let's put it back on there. Here's, a, it's already here's there. the deal. You could put get a regular distributor on it. 
do See, all that's that. the problem is I don't know a good way of doing it without finding one of the Mopar computers, and that's short oh, of Oh, that sounds terrible. Never yeah. mind. Don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fix the Unilite. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll just, I mean, you're literally right, because the distributor is right there. It's I mean, All I need for the blower is a carburetor rebuild kit and some jetting. Yep. Because I know it's, you know, whatever's in there is certainly not going to be right. No. And an air fuel ratio gauge. Those are the things I need for that. Sounds like one swap. And a giant, giant heaping dose of luck. Brave pills. Because that motor's not going to take that very long for sure. Well, see, that's why you... So you already have another motor. Yeah, but you just that start on that needs one. Needs rebuilt too. Yeah, but you start on it now. So you get yeah, that done. I have so just this overabundance of money hanging out that I <laughs> yeah, just don't know I where think, to put. I think so the problem is. In. I think the problem is nobody has this money because there's some people like seriously, you like, dude, like, come on, like, how right? how'd you buy that nitrous? Right? Kit? Like, come, let's be real here. Who owns that nitrous kit? You or American Express? Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to do that. Smart. No, it's the right That's thing to do, but there are a lot of people I'm like... Mm, way too many people. Eh. So a lot of people in my hometown, I was like, now wait a second. That's that joke with that Chapter 11 club. I think that's yeah. I think that's yeah. the joke, is that those guys build those Genesis coupes, and it's all financed. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually <laughs> oh, that's the shit. name of a, like a it's Genesis chap- club? It's called Chapter 11, like the bankruptcy. That's hilarious. Yeah. Kind of sketchy. Oh, it's, the tagline is going for broke. Of course it is. <laughs> and they do they do crazy body and suspension and wheel and you know like works wheels and rocket bunny kits and yeah, like yeah, serious yeah, yeah. cash. Bunny. You know, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar paint jobs. Yeah. Ten thousand no. dollar wheel and tire combos. Yep. And you're like, yeah. uh wait a second. Uh I can't I can't live that life. I know, but I'm just saying. I don't even want to. No, it sounds you'll never get ahead. The problem is, okay, so you have this cool car. Even if I could afford that, even if I could just cash money that all day long, I wouldn't want that because I I feel like I couldn't enjoy that car. Yeah, because if you break something, what do you do? I spent way too much money building this car. I don't, I I wouldn't enjoy it. The thing is, though, okay, so you do that, you build that car, that's that's it. Now you got to pay off all the debt to go along with that because now you can't buy anything else. So you're backwards. These are guys who are single and probably like, Union electricians or something like that, you know. I feel like you're working like sixty dollars, <laughs> working like sixty hours a week, making like thirty dollars an hour, and living in their parents' basement. Th- that too, yeah. Spending the, too the much free money rent on, part helps. Spending too much money on a car and then not having rent. Rent. Yeah. People make interesting life choices. Make more yeah. money than I do. Live with mom and dad. Yeah, just saying. But set That's that money on fire that. when it comes to That's the car. That's how they do that. I get it. It's not a lifestyle I want to live, though. No, no, no. No, I love my mom and dad. Don't want to live with them. <laughs> that might be why I still, you know, can talk to my parents. It's because I, I you don't, don't live, live with them. them. Yeah, probably true. Yep. Rad. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do the news presented by Petrolbox. Before we do that, though, Robbie, did you make a YouTube video? I did. I opened this box. Did you do? Did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie opened it all the way up. Did you open some did you open a box, Robbie? I opened the box. And you put it on the YouTube? I put it on the YouTube. It was rad. It was rad. These coasters are, are sweet. I know, I'm playing with the coaster. That one for a while what's the now. name of the, what's this brand? Does anybody I, remember I the brand name? It's, it's a like a this is laser cut, right, Robbie? Yeah, I think so. so it's uh it's a wood coaster, it's laser cut. It's like a BBS wheel. Yeah, it's like some sort of some BBS sort. wheel. It's pretty rad. 
pretty rad city. I like it. My, um, my son loves those uh, fidget spinners. No, the shades. <laughs> the shades. Oh, the shades. Yeah. yeah. Prime, prime or whatever. Yeah, I the prime shades. Prime came shades. with a de- dude. It came with like a thirty dollars pair of sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Do that math. And they came with a coupon for like. What it was thirty percent off. Thirty percent off another pair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they have like polarized sunglasses and stuff. That's legit. And there was a T-shirt. Those are nice sunglasses. There was this coaster, which this looks expensive. And there was uh, that awesome smelling Jay Leno air freshener. Oh, there was no, but there was a Jay uh, Leno's just, garage wash. Just keep rubbing it in. That right? also smells great. It smells like cherries. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the the air freshener smells amazing. I just pulled it out of the wrapper, stuck it in the car, closed the doors. I'm like, you know what? You're gonna sit in there all winter, and it's gonna smell great forever. <laughs> <laughs> the smell so of Jay Leno. My mom is obsessed with denim things, like to the point where we have a denim couch at my. I parents. remember Does she love right? Jeremy Clarkson then and Jay Leno. Well, she loves Jay Leno for sure. I don't know about Jeremy Clarkson. I never even put two and two together there. But so I opened the box that I got before you guys did. Yeah, and I was reading through the contents, and, and it said Jay Leno denim, denim air freshener. And my dad got a box too because he wanted to see what the what the hype was all about. Yep. Right, so. I call my mom and I was like, "Are you home right now?" Yeah, open Dad's petrol box. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> open it. You are gonna love this. She's she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Open it up, get the air freshener." <laughs> and she was super jazzed about it. It is it's awesome. <laughs> it does sell sp- handsome and successful. Handsome and successful. That's exactly what said. it smells like. Handsome and successful. <laughs> Just like Robbie. What else was in there? They had the wash. I guess. That the Jane Leno's wash, which Jane I'm Leno's sure washes, is, I haven't used it yet, but it does smell really good, which is weird for a car wash. But there had to be like at least eighty dollars worth of stuff in there. It was minimum. crazy. That Jay Leno's stuff, like that's not just rebranded stuff. He he actually has like, a part in that. He formulated all like that's, that's the stuff thing. that they they developed in his, in his shop for washing their crazy out that's, of control shit. That's pretty red. There was a ten percent off discount for that too. Oh yeah, yep. have you tried? Have you looked at the prices on like Adam's polishes and stuff? Yeah, for last month. Yep. That, that yeah, that glass cleaner is not cheap. No, not at all. So not and at it, all. it's awesome. It's worth it. Yep. Yeah. So that for those that pricey. missed out and didn't have a box, you should, yeah, go pay for it full price. It's it's worth it though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had a Petra box, it'd be. Yep. It's uh, almost disappointing how expensive it is. Because yeah. now you're hooked. Oh yeah, I have to use now it. Now you're like, damn it, I. I'm, this, this is I'm a forever now. cost now. Uh huh. <laughs> And use it sparingly. Robbie's like, I'm well aware. I'm fully aware. I've already got a had this giant conversation. house with tons of glass. There's I mean, tons of glass already in ran this through house. three bottles. Oh, Listen, God. Jess, put the Windex away. Put it in the garbage <laughs> Just can. throw that crap away. Throw away the $3 Windex. We're using this $16 <laughs> bottle of Adam's Polishes glass cleaner from now on. Yeah. Well, their maid is. Let's be real. Yeah, I know. On the estate. It's really a, a sunken cost that they'll never see, to be honest. That's not true. You'll never even not notice. Not even you won't even it's notice. It's part it. of the HOA fee. Yeah, it's it's God. It's, I wish it's in there. <laughs> oh, I wish. That, that would be pretty sweet. That would be great. I wouldn't be mad about that. Mypetrobox.com. Use the code ten tenths with an S on the end to get seven dollars off your first box. You're a fool if you don't do it. There, I said it. Robbie, Robbie was laying down some truth bombs on that video. He's I did. Not he was it. not holding he, any punches, I was calling was people he? up. He was he calling was. people up. Like, almost by name, that's, even. That's what this... Sh- I almost did call him by name. <laughs> I knew I was, There was one video I'm thinking specifically, and she is holding the box. <laughs> She's going, I have this box, and then I also have this box, and this one's for the girls. And I can tell you, I'm not being paid by them, but this is the greatest box ever, and then you should definitely buy it. But if you do it, use my code. I'm like, 
that if you have a code, you have a deal with them, you liar. You have some you have <laughs> you, some sort of affiliation with them at an absolute you, you, minimum. She might not be getting cash in hand, but that's an affiliation. That's how that's how sponsorship works. She's a liar and you shouldn't trust her for anything. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you don't, don't I'm not calling anyone by name, but like everyone on there is lying. That's why we partnered with them. That's our thing. We yeah. like we like what they're doing. We're partners. Yeah, we partner with people that we like. Yeah. Anybody anybody who we've partnered with, we do it because we believe in them. We like what they are making. Yeah, and we're, we're not liars. Provide. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, as far as you trust know. me, trust me, trust me. Anyways, anyway, yep. MyPetroBox.com. Let's do the news. Okay, we'll start this off with a former Ford engineer is considered using a similar uh, individual turbo per cylinder setup. So, Robbie, I know that you love it when engineers make things overly complicated. I know that's your favorite thing in the whole wide world. Bro. Yep. You want to talk about complication? This is this is a recall waiting to happen. This is super This is all the recalls waiting so to happen. So much underhood heat. There's I, two that, that, throttle bodies per cylinder in this design. That two, was the other thing. That, two of them, Robbie. Yep. <laughs> this is just a three-cylinder car. It's, what, or it's engine, got six engine. throttle bodies on it. Yep. And then three turbos, which is basically... The turbo is set up next to the head before the exhaust manifold is kind of how it's set up. Kind of is the exhaust manifold. Basically. And then, of course, the drawing's backwards, so it shows that <laughs> the turbos are on their side and the intake yeah. is actually put... The, it's backwards. But anyways. It's fine, Robbie. Just let it happen. This isn't, a new te- this isn't a new technology, though. I mean, I understand the concept hasn't really been developed by a, by a backing like Ford. There's a company out of the United Kingdom called Owens uh, Developments. They did this in like 2005. Then there's, I can't remember who it was. There was a drag racer from back in like the 70s that had this crazy straight six that had six turbos on uh, it. There's a, like, I think it's an RX3 that's a, I'm pretty sure it's an Australian drag car. He's got a quad rotor with four turbos on it. Right. Well, then Bugatti, their Chiron has uh, 16 cylinders and four right. turbos, which is basically a four four cylinder engines with four turbo, whatever. But yeah, so I mean, it's not new technology, but yeah, I mean, ha- tr- doing this and then expecting it to be a reliable gas saving, it's not a terrible idea. I just think the complexity of it isn't going to justify it. That's what, how I felt about it too. Yeah, I just think it's going to be too much underhood heat. Even though they're smaller, I understand. I feel like there's still going to be more heat being created by individual turbos yep. than one larger one. And it, and the theory works too. Like it should be pretty snappy. Like you're, you're, you shouldn't have a problem with like turbo leg because they'd be really small. You'd get into boost real quick. You, your, your max boost would obviously be limited just do by the size. But I think that, yeah, by the time you engineer this and get it to work and turbo lag I don't really know that we need to get it any better than we already have it in some of these cars. Well, I think just you wouldn't have to modify shit. It'd just be the fact that they're smaller is going to be. Your well, I know, like in, in my Audi, I had to like do certain things to make it so I could feel turbo lag in that car. It it had almost no appreciable turbo lag. Right. I don't I don't know that we need to get this wildly complicated to try and get rid of what little is left already. Well, then the focus would be. Emissions, fuel economy, like a, a, they want to have a very small engine, as small as possible, but still have the power of like a, a four cylinder, a V six, right. something like that. What do you think, Mike? I think it's super complicated. I think, um, I mean, the 
basis of all this is the CAFE standard and the fact that all fleets need to be at what? 54.5 miles per gallon um, here in the near future. average. Right, as a fleet average, which means you need cars that are more efficient than that. So, I mean, they're just trying to extract any efficiency that they can come up with. Um, Yeah, I mean, realistically, will they make one of these? Maybe not. I think the cost of it is going to be astronomically high, and the idea of it is it's supposed to go in an economy car, which is supposed to be a cheap car. So I think probably... If this technology is developed or it goes into production, it probably will be short-lived and they'll just continue to develop more efficient battery packs because your MPG on that is obviously a lot higher on an electric car than on a gas car. And um, it's going to be cheaper and less, way less complex. One moving part versus a billion moving parts in a three-cylinder with six throttle bodies and three turbos. So I will we see one? Maybe, but I think yeah, I'll say it'll be like one. They'll make one or two, and then that'll be it. This isn't really manufacturer backed, is it? This is an ex Ford engineer, is it? Yeah, he worked for he worked for several companies, though. I think he worked for. But he developed this. I think he kind of developed this independently. Is the way I. I don't think this is manufacturer backed. No, not at the moment. No, no. Right. I think his point was he'd probably try to patent. I think he had several patents, patents. and he was going to sell them. Yep. Is what his plan is. But yeah, it's not, I I don't think it's, somebody may buy it on it, but I I realistically don't think that it's producible and profitable. Yeah. Right. Jim Clark is his name, I think. Let's add some moving parts. And make it more complicated. That'll go over well. Yep. So anyway, interesting idea, but let's keep it as an idea. What else, Robbie? Uh, Formula One is finally allowing streaming on, basically online, for all their races. But only for limited markets. Oh, really? For now. So anyway. what I read was like, uh, like in Britain, the whoever is airing it there are has a contract that extends through 2018. Yeah, like, so like that's NB- going to stay in place. You can't stream it in Britain. Or like NBC Sports here. But like that that goes away next year. That though. goes oh, away does it? next year. Yep. Yeah, and so that's why we're going to get this. Oh, well, for, uh, MotoGP is already doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Lots of places. Well, There's a ton of them that are streamed on, yep. on Motor Trend On Demand. Right. Like uh, well, I mean, we, Pirelli World Challenge. And it's, stuff way like more, it's way more intelligent. Yes. It's crazy to think that you want to you want to consume something and you can't. You know what I mean? And you would pay to consume it and you can't. That's crazy yeah. in this day and age to have something that's behind a barrier like that. I know lots of people who are going to put money into this. Yeah, yeah, because absolutely. they want to be able to watch it much easier. And I think it's 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 good for advertisers through Formula One because they're going to get more exposure, and I think they'll have better demographic information. Because if you have to sign up for Motor Trend on Demand or you have to sign up for YouTube or whatever, you're going to input you know your this old male whatever. Yep. You know you li- yep. they're going to know where you live. They're going to know all that stuff, and I think that they're going to have a better product to sell to advertisers as well. You actually have real numbers on how many people watched it instead of estimated numbers right, based exactly. on sample sizes. Exactly. Yep. I can know it down to the individual. It's not yep. a guess. So, I think it's I think it's good for everybody. I think it's kind of the direction that cable's going to end up going a la carte. I I can safely say having been in the industry for a long time in 5 to 10 years Cable TV as we know it will be the way of the landline. Yeah, I guess it won't exist. Can see that. You will buy, 
you will buy your channels from, you know, there, there are groups of people who own groups of channels and you will buy the ones you want from those people and they will bill you monthly directly and you will stream it to your TV through a Roku or, you know, some sort of internet connection device and it'll be just that and it'll be the end of it. And frankly, that's the way everybody wants it to be. And most people would spend just as much money as they do now just to get the channels they want. Absolutely. Because how many bullshit channels are there that you don't... All of them. You never watch. I watch like five channels, but I pay for like a million of them. I legitimately have almost 900 channels, and I watch the same 12 channels I'd watch if I had basic cable. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. So, I, I can say that pretty safely, having been in the industry for a while, that that's what is going to happen. Well, like this year, I get the NFL Network for free, yep. or the NFL Package for free, and I find myself flipping between the a couple games that are interesting to me because I have a player on their team because of fantasy, fantasy. football. But then I'll end up going back to the local channel, which is you know all the way back at like 8, right. then jumping back to 707 or whatever, and I see myself, and then if I'm trying to do the guide... I'll be at eight. I'm like, shit. And I got like, <laughs> but yeah, you know, if people are going to go to just having what they want, like if I'm like, I just want NFL package. So that's all I'm going to pay for. I mean, I, I'm not going to, but like there are people that literally only watch direct TV because of the NFL package. Yeah. As a content creator, I'd rather it be that way because I can cut out the middleman and get the revenue stream directly to me. Yeah. I can get a larger chunk of that revenue stream that way. Yeah. I mean, Netflix has changed everything, really. Yeah, all those streaming services, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, all of them. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, Cable. See ya. What's next? Uh, the new LMP1 regulations are, are coming out in December, and apparently there's increased manufacturing interest. Hooray! Adam is excited. I'm so fucking pumped. You don't even know. What manufacturers are interested? I don't even know, to be oh. honest with you. They, weren't re- they were kind of like not... Is this bad? They're having is this negotiations with uh-huh. manufacturers to determine I guess what we'll they would like to see. Uh-huh. They want to know what they would like to see so that they could they can create the series that they want to compete in. And then keep them around. And keep them around, yeah. They're, right. they're trying the man- not to push the people manufacturers out. happy. Right, which totally makes sense. Smart. It's the right way to approach yeah. this. But uh, I think they said specifically they were talking to Toyota and Aston Martin. Yeah. With yeah, a lot of interest. Toyota, obviously. You don't want to say that. Yep. And uh, I, I didn't realize Aston Martin, and I don't know that they have the cash flow, but that would be cool if they do. Uh, Peugeot has said no. Oh, really? We're out. We're still out. We didn't change our mind. That sucks. For whatever reason. Not that I really care about seeing Peugeot's race. I just want more people racing in it. Yeah. Who knows? When this information comes out in December, we may be surprised by somebody else. Potentially. We don't know. They're still holding their cards close to their chest. Chrysler needs a prototype car. Yeah, they do. Put a Hellcat engine in that bad boy. Let's go to the mall. Just take it straight out of straight off the production line, stick it in them. And I just know they can make day. at least eight hundred and forty horse out of it. Perfect. Just turn the boost, change the pulley, put it in the car. Let's go. Stop screwing around. If you can warranty it, you can raise it at Lamar. I'm just saying. That's a f- that's a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> if they can warranty it at eight hundred and forty horse, they can race it at Lamar. Yeah. Let's do this. It's just a day. I mean, look at it though. It's just got to last a day. 24 hours is not that long in the grand scheme of things. How many miles is that? All of them. I don't know. That's a lot. It's a couple thousand, ain't it? I don't know that it's a couple, but I do think it is a four-digit number. 
Yeah, it's obviously out there. I can't think of what it is. Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna spend. What's it got? I mean, it's got a fifty thousand mile warranty on it. Sure, yeah. doesn't it? What's, what are they, yeah. what are they what, worried about? What are you worried about? Race car things. Fuck yeah, need to calm down. That'd be sick, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's what a privateer team should do. Is just get. They should buy. They, I'm the sure shell, there's some there's some just like, rule that says no, you can't have a motor that big or something like that. Or, <sighs> Or it like doesn't fit in it their fuel economy regulations. Well, I'll guarantee it doesn't fit in their fuel like economy that. regulations. Which I still <laughs> double think the pit. That's stops. probably that's probably the problem right there. You couldn't be competitive because you'd have to stop all the time. <laughs> just yeah, but you have the, the best sounding go- car out there. It'd be great. Yeah, everybody would love you if you just showed up with a Hellcat or a, a Demon motor. And you got to put a big Hellcat like livery on it too. You know, have the the head. Yeah, on the side of the car. But it has to be a little bit different because you're not sponsored by Dodge. You have to like change. No, it. no, no. You, you know what? Get, I think you got to get Sergio on board. I think they'd this. look the other way and just be like, "Yeah, sure. You do you, guys. Sergio's crazy. Right. Yeah, just get him on board. Just get him excited about it. And get him pumped up. Offer him a like pit pass. It'll be fine. Seems fair. Yeah, he's a crazy old man. He'll bite on it. I just want more LMP1 things. I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens in December. Yep. We will circle back in December for sure. Probably. Maybe not, though. Probably, we'll probably totally forget about it by Yeah, then. that's kind of what we do. What's yeah. next, Ravi? Uh, the Gran Turismo boss removes the GT mode, reduces tuning options because people supposedly don't understand how engine upgrades work anymore. Which is only... It's it's true. They have taken the GT mode out of uh, Gran Turismo Sport. But there's also... there's like G, um, Gran Turismo Challenge, I think is what they call it now. I don't even I, I don't, I don't own it because I don't have a PS4, but... They have a, a different thing, but it's not the same GT. Like, you don't start with a budget car, and you don't build your way up anymore, and you don't modify your cars to fit the needs of the race anymore like Isn't we used sport to. sport just, like, almost all race cars? No, it's almost all... It's They're trying to be iRacing. Almost all oh. of it's online. Well, yeah, that's the the way of the gaming world at this point, and I really but hate that, it because I hate people, so that, I don't like playing Well, that's online. just it, though. That, that doesn't work. They... People like Call of Duty. I bought Call of Duty to play online, but I, I'd still play other stuff once in a while. But like, majority was to play online with my friends. Right. But then the game Mag came out. We had these huge online maps. Yeah, you have like 128 players or something. Yeah, like 100 players at once. You couldn't play offline. Right. It failed. Like the whole concept of just playing online is exactly why Call of Duty is great. But when they do that specifically, it's saying no, you can't play this on your own. You have to play online. You have to play these huge maps. It failed. It didn't like people were still going to Call of Duty. So I'm I'm, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen with this too. They're like, we're trying to be iRacing. Yeah, if I'm going to do that, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with iRacing. That's what that's for. Yeah, I suppose. And and they're also at the same time they're getting away from the simulator of it, of it being Gran Turismo is not a game; it's a simulator. And like you're you're trying to build your way up. Like you're learning about the cards, you're learning about setups, you're learning about everything really. Right. And they're kind of taking that away, in my opinion. So I'm not surprised that they're like making it so there's not as much customization in the game. Uh, one of the things I've always disliked about Gran Turismo over Forza, because those are kind of the two competitive, yeah, you know, platforms. Uh, in Gran Turismo, generally speaking. So, like, if you have a race, you know, the races are always based on, like, a, a numbering system. Yeah, the a performance, a peak performance point. Performance point. Yep, sorry. Uh, the closer you can get your car uh, as a base model to that number, the better off you are in that game. Oh, yeah. Mo- heavy, heavy modification 
of a of a really slow car to turn it into a really fast car and give it that high perform performance point value is not does not equal as fast a car as a car that's base started closer to that number. Right. Whereas in Forza it was the opposite. If you had if you had seven hundred as as the number, yep. you wanted to start out with like a two hundred and fifty car and just mod the living shit out of it and get it all the way up there. And that car would result in a faster car than starting with a car that was at like say six eighty. Okay. And putting very minimal parts on it. I gotcha. Gran Turismo has always been the opposite of that, which was one of the things I didn't like about Gran Turismo because I want to modify and make these cars ridiculous. I get that. But that was never, you know, I enjoyed going out there and beating Lambos with my Omni. You know, that's, <laughs> of course. that's what I like doing. It was fun that way, you know, and I wanted to play the cars that I got to drive that I could potentially drive in real life. And Gran Turismo encouraged you to play cars that you would get to drive. Yeah, I get that. And so. I, and I actually kind of ended up as time progressed, I steered away from that because I, the rate the uh, the AI for the racing on that was really bad it's in my terrible. It's in my always opinion. been really bad. And then I went to the other end of the spectrum, which is Grid Autosport, where the AI is so aggressive, like they're you know bumping you, yeah aggressive. yeah they're bumping you into you know off the turn and I mean that's not how you'd really race right. But the damage was more realistic. The racing was a, a more competitive. I mean if you if you put it on advanced, you were getting stopped out. Like you had to have the perfect run just to be competitive. So I mean I'm, I wasn't that good, but right. But I, I preferred I, w- I went to Grid Autosport and preferred that over Gran Turismo unless it's I was always, unless I was just unless I was doing a uh, driving a 240 with a similar setup to what I already have, just to kind of get an idea of what to expect, which is kind of a weird thought. In Forza, that's a more realistic possibility, right? Like in Forza, I have an Omni because there is an Omni on there. Yeah, granted, it's a GLHS, so it's a turbo car. But I do like real minimum motor mods to it, so it's similar or as close to similar power as I can make it. And then, like, I'll put my alignment specs in it and yep. all that stuff. Yep. You know, and that's what makes that game interesting and fun to me is that I can, you know, I can drive that car in real life as well as in the game. Right, and that's cool to me. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy that about the Gran Turismo as well with the two forty. Gran Turismo, they'll want you to get in a Miata and put tires on it, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I never liked that as much. Not I I've, I felt like it taught me things about cars. It, it, it is, does. It, it so did. the 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 creator is claiming that people either don't have interest in it, or don't have interest to learn, or can't learn what all of these adjustments mean to these cars. So therefore, it doesn't translate to them, and we're going to take it out. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what he's but, saying. But kids that play those games, they don't know that stuff either no. and when i was a kid and these games were just coming out i i mean i didn't know what this stuff was but i looked it up yeah you figured learn. it out i learned yeah. from it a lot of my like, oh, understanding okay. of alignment settings and what they do to change your car has been developed by me having to figure it out on racing games so so my you can't point even is do that there's yeah. no setup yeah there is there's oh, setup. Okay. There's, some, there's some of that so my point is when you take away those i feel like I liked those options. I appreciated them because that's how I learned. I feel like they they are taking the wrong approach to this. Yeah, if, if, I agree. If they think that people aren't doing those things because they don't enjoy them, they should try and find a way to encourage people to do it more instead of just saying, ah, they don't want this anyway. Because that's, that's not continuing the automotive love. That's not 
You well, know, instilling it in the younger generation, that's throwing it out the window. Well, that's they're also trying to turn a racing simulator into a game. Right. I mean, it's it's never been a game. I mean, it even says it on the package. Driving simulator. Driving simulator. Not game. Yeah. So, I mean, by getting rid of those type of setups, that type of understanding of what the car does, you definitely get away from the fact of it being a simulator. It's more of a... Yeah, th- that's their market. If you want a serious driving simulator or you want a simu- serious driving game, let's say, for PlayStation, yes, this is what you buy. If you want a... If you want a fucking around game, if I want an arcade, you get get need for speed. You get something exactly, exactly. This is for serious. You know, you're competing. You're doing the whatever. You know, this is more serious for sure. People know that getting into it. I feel like so. How many people do you know in our age category that attribute a large portion of their love for automobiles or and specific cars to Gran Turismo? You know, Gran Turismo Most, 2, Gran Turismo yeah, 3. All. Heck yeah. Nearly all of us, our love for Skylines came from that or Fast and the Furious. One, one or the other. Yeah. A little bit of both. But yeah. Yeah. Or a little bit of both. Gran yeah. Turismo 2 was, was my jam. Like that's yeah. I played the crap out of that game. Yeah. I never started until 4 because I didn't have a gaming console when I was yeah. younger. PlayStation 1. I never even had one of those. Yeah. But I have, I wasted hours of my <laughs> life on 4. Oh, I'm sure. Tons of hours. Because I'm a collector, and there's a <laughs> lot of fucking cars on those games. Yep. Yeah, I remember how much time you put into five. Yeah. And I couldn't get into six for whatever reason. No. So, yeah, same here. Six was just not a very good game, and I'm not even going to buy this one. I don't, yeah, no PlayStation 4, so I'm not going to. Even if I had it, I wouldn't buy this. I would if this I had game. a PlayStation 4 setup. But, but. So anyway, I yep. just thought that was an interesting turn of events from them. Uh, yeah. Did. did you see that in Taiwan they're offering a package that comes with a real Miata? I did. Is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard in your life? Yeah. That's like, I don't even understand. That's that. like the top cuz that it's been that thing like now you'll buy these packs, these these special editions yep. of video games. Yep. And they've always tried to like one up each other like, "Oh yeah, well fuck you. Here's a Miata. $28,000." <laughs> what? Slow your know. roll, people. I don't know. Let's calm down a little bit. Somebody's bought it. You know, you know, 20 years from now, somebody's like, bro, this is the limited edition Gran Turismo Miata. How do you not know what this is? And there, yeah, uh, there's only going to be a few of them. Right. The GT86 in Japan, there were there was a special edition for the Gran, for Gran Turismo 6, and you could go to a track day and then download your data from that and upload it to Gran Turismo and use that as your ghost. But you could only get that car in Japan. Isn't, kind of, isn't the Miata package only really in Japan? Cool, yeah, that's a really cool... Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, okay. That's a really cool idea, though. Being able to download your data from your car and put it on your video game yeah. and then use that as your ghost to you know chase. Well, Gran Turismo 6 was also supposed to be that you could take your GPS data oh, and... Cur- if they would have got that working. So the, the big thing, selling point for 6 was that you could take your GPS data from your car. So like if you go to Marshalltown, for example, you could build a track based on that GPS data and then... Practice it. Yep. And I was all about that. That's, that's why I bought Grand Turismo Six. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get these apps for my phone. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this all in there. I'm gonna practice. Oh yeah. It never actually came so to fruition. So many hill climb courses I was gonna make. Oh, it was gonna be sick. Never came to fruition. Nope. And they, they they had a dumbed down version of it. I think eventually, but it, at that point, everyone had nobody moved on. cared. At everyone that had point. moved on from that game. Yep. I mean, they'd moved on to other stuff. Or, yeah. That was a disappointment. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if this is the end of the Grand Turismo series 
Yeah, I'm af- that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, I, that's and, what I, I thought I, was six, frankly. Yeah, and then I mean, Codemasters I think makes better games. I I think their grid, uh, their auto their grid auto sport was a better game. What else? they do another one? Are they is Codemasters iRacing? No, I'm not. No, I don't know. No, what do they do? They do another game that I think is really impressive, and I can't think what it is right now. Are they the one that makes the Formula One games? Yes, I think that's true too. Those apparently are crazy. Yeah, they're super. I I almost don't like it because it's so fast. That's the way. I feel. That's the way I Your feel about driving like LMP1 cars and, and dirt. Formula cars. They made dirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The Formula One games, the dirt games, and then Grid Autosport. Yeah, the dirt. Dirt was a really awesome game. Dirt, dirt's apparently as good as it gets for driving simulation for rally. rallying. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I don't get into any of this stuff, but I mean, I you have. Don't even I have own my a grand console. Do no, you? I don't. No, but I have my Gran Turismo experience from when I was a kid. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's affected a lot of people. Mine came in my like late teens, early twenties, but yeah, we all have you had it. your experience. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, I guess we'll see what the progression of it is. Yep. Should we wrap this up, Robbie? Sure. Uh, MyPetrolBox.com, 10 tenths is the code. Uh, go to the Facebook group, join that, share things. Tell us about your life. Tell us about your, your life. Projects. Show your car. Show your car and your projects yeah. since we're working into the winter months here. Let's see what you guys are working on. Um, yeah, I like seeing that. There was a post about that today, but make another post with what you got and what you're working on. Um, there are a lot of you on there who never introduced yourselves. There are a lot of people on there that haven't said anything. I don't know if they're just laughing at the people that are talking or silently I, I'm on a lot of, of groups I've never commented on, so I get that. Yeah, but they're lurking. Same way. But please. Don't lurk. Be involved. Don't come in the group and lurk. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Don't what, make it that's weird, what I usually man. do. Don't make it weird. Um, go to the YouTube channel, see Robbie's unboxing. It's really funny. For October. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, Actually, though, I did get a couple like, texts saying, oh, and you said Jay Leno is hilarious. I'm like, it really wasn't that funny. I was super, <laughs> well, because I, I wasn't here for the recording of this one, and, and watching it was super funny. It was good. great. That's I enjoyed good. it. Uh, I think that's it. Right? Yeah. I can't think see of anything else. We'll see everybody next week. See ya.